0: EXPERIMENTS WITH INVISIBILITY We'd received news that a distant cousin had passed away, and Grandma was upset. He'd been too young to go, she insisted. With so many older ones still standing in line. Lena admonished her. We can't even remember him, Ma, and neither can you. So it's sad, yes, but there's no need to be morose over it. Now cheer up and tell us a story. Grandma was famous for her stories. Grandma still looked pensive. You must remember him, Lena. I took you and Ramesh to their house for his father's memorial and there was a big upset because you were lost and we finally found you sleeping under a table in the living room. It was very... Her sentence remained unfinished. Because Lena burst into noisy chortles and everyone stopped what they were doing and stared at her. Ma, (laughs) you dredged up a lovely memory, one I don't think I've ever shared. I was too scared I'd get ticked off. But I'm an adult now and safe and it will surely cheer you up. So I'm taking charge of story time today. Settle down, everybody, settle down, she commanded. And everyone found themselves a place and got ready to listen. Ma is right, Lena started. I did attend that funeral. I remember it quite clearly because it was my first. You had nobody to leave Ramesh and me with Ma, so we had to go along with you. It wasn't really a formal funeral, just a kind of memorial really, which I seem to remember mostly as a slightly sad party with crowds of people I didn't know and plenty of food that no one was eating. All the boy cousins were there and Ramesh was gone in an instant. But there were no other girls and I was left alone. You sent me off to join the boys, Ma, but they kept pushing me out. Ramesh hissed at me to get lost and not spoil his fun and I was very hurt. But I left and didn't go back after that. She looked balefully at her elder brother and he bowed his head in mock contrition. There was nothing to do, Lena continued, and I was bored. The place was filled with grown-ups all wearing white clothes, standing around in small groups and talking in hushed tones. Even I was wearing a white dress, but you'd tied a pink ribbon at my waist and put pink clips in my hair, Ma and told Ramesh to wear beige trousers with his white shirt. You said kids didn't have to be in full morning. And at some point it struck me that nobody was paying me any attention. So I crab-stepped across to a table and helped myself gingerly to some salted peanuts. No one was paying any attention to them either. Nobody stopped me from stuffing them into my mouth or asked me to chew a hundred times or said, don't eat too many or you'll get sick, child. I don't think anyone even saw me. It was like being invisible. So I secreted a few more handfuls and chewed as fast as I could, swallowing hastily, hardly tasting anything, but thrilled nevertheless. It's no use looking at me like that now, Ma. Firstly, it was a long time ago. And secondly, you abdicated your responsibility as childminder, so you have only yourself to blame. I pushed my luck, slunk off to the kitchen and asked politely for a drink. All that salty stuff had made me thirsty. The man asked me if I would like a beer and I was shocked. I was just a little girl and I'd never even tasted beer, though I'd smelled it and it was horrid. A fat woman flapped a dishcloth at him and hauled herself out of a chair to offer me a big fizzy glass of coke. It was like hitting the jackpot. They watched as I downed it in greedy gulps, the bubbles bursting against my nose as I drank. But I'd gone too fast, as you'd have warned me had you been there, Ma, And though I tried my hardest to hold it in, I released a roaring belch. Both of them burst out laughing and swiftly offered me another. I thanked them and accepted it, but cleverly took it outside to drink. No one likes to be laughed at. Lena glared at everyone in the room as they all laughed at her too. Outside again, I felt I had to take my chances with the invisibility thing. When would I get another shot? So I slipped quietly amongst the men. They might pat my head and smile at me, but I knew that nobody would get involved. I just had to steer clear of Dad, because he may not have stopped me, but he might have sent me off to Yuma, and that would have put paid to my adventure. The men were talking of boring things. But I spied some more good grub there. No wonder no one was interested in the peanuts. I realised that if I gazed silently at somebody long enough, they'd offer me a kebab on a toothpick and then promptly forget about me. This was my ideal. I counted eleven toothpicks in my pocket later, so I must have gorged I soon began to feel stuffed and bored again, so I went looking for Ma. Grandma intoned that it was about time, the greedy little thing. Lena gleefully carried on with her story. But that room turned out to be another revelation. Scattered on low tables throughout the room, I could see bowls of marshmallows and chocolates. None of the women were touching them or even looking at them. They looked abandoned and uncared for and I ached to give them some of my special brand of love. I poked my belly all over with an anxious finger to see if I could make a few pockets of space for them. After all those peanuts and kebabs, I was willing to put in my best effort. But I knew I had to be very careful. This was a dangerous room. Mothers, even other people's, are far more alert than father's. So I hid under a table and occasionally snaked my arm out for handfuls of goodies, which I crammed higgledy-piggledy through my teeth. I regret to admit I hardly managed a few mouthfuls until my tummy was filled so tight I couldn't have slid in the meltiest bit of marshmallow anymore or it would have exploded. And I daren't put chocolate in the pockets of my white dress. I'd really catch hell from you, Ma. I regretted those 11 kebabs then. Grandma's gasp at this open confession of gormandizing was drowned out in everybody else's boisterous laughter and applause. <laughs> Much later, I was shaken awake. It seems there'd been a bit of a rumpus as you'd all thought I'd gone missing as you said, Ma. You were relieved to discover me innocently sleeping under a table And while I got ticked off mildly for my choice of venue, nobody thought of getting into a discussion on what I'd eaten or drunk. I was whisked into the car in Dad's arms with sympathetic murmurs about how bored the poor child must have been. I'd never been invisible before. And I'd never eaten so much in my whole life. And I did all that without getting caught or getting sick. And nobody ever had the slightest inkling. It was an A-class adventure. So you can understand why, after that, I was looking calculatingly at sundry old people and wondering how much time they had left. I wanted a better shot at those goodies. I remember there was one old lady who only prayed and coughed and slept all the time And I had my eye on her for a long time without her obliging me. The family was laughing out right now. Lena really had been a trial, but this was definitely a new frontier of gluttony. My biggest problem was Ma. She always said God saw and heard everything. But she seemed to see everything too. And she was right there, ever present, to mete out punishments. So she was far more dangerous than a distant and unseen god. She always seemed to know when I'd been bad. She could read it in my eyes, she said, even if I was careful to hide my eyes and not let her see them. What mischief have you been up to, Lena? she'd ask in her strict voice, and I'd feel all shivery inside because I'd know she already knew. Lena gave her ma a tight squeeze And Grandma tried her hardest to maintain her strict face at all this childish wickedness. But everyone was laughing and joking about Lina's endless naughtiness and Grandma finally burst out laughing too, shaking her head at her naughty youngest daughter. Grandpa grinned proudly. He was always proud of his kids' mischief, convinced they got their naughty genes from him. Lena relived the full delicious wickedness of her childhood escapade as she leaned into Shiv's protective embrace and snuggled up to him, wagging her finger threateningly at her own two daughters. But they giggled mercilessly and Lena knew she'd have to pay for this confession. Still, she'd got her ma out of that sad mood and for the moment, she was grateful for that.